the charts. I'm Whitney Fishburne in Washington, along with Elizabeth Grace in New York. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Whitney. We are both renegades from corporate media, and we are now astrologers. Elizabeth was a promo writer and producer for TV networks and cable news. She didn't make the shows. She made you want to see the shows. Mm-hmm. Tonight right. at 11. And my job as a former health policy, economics, and clinical medicine reporter for a number of mastheads meant that I saw firsthand how our healthcare system is run by the pharma insurance cartel and the complicit corporate media. So I am now publisher of Documental. Mapping the American States of Mind, which you can find on Substack. And it is one of the most read mental health-related newsletters on Substack. So thank you very much for that. Well, why are we doing off the charts? Why are we bringing you this particular way of looking at the news? Because Elizabeth and I reject the ways we were taught to manipulate you, the public, into thinking and doing things that are not necessarily in your best interest. So Off the Charts is a synthesis of my work now as host and producer of Documental and Elizabeth's stellar work tracking the astonishing synchronicity of planetary patterns and the headlines. She's been doing this for over a decade now at graceastrology.com. So here's our mission. Number one, help you recognize how corporate media deliberately assaults your nervous system and occupies your mind, essentially addicting you to their hype and compelling you to watch, even though it makes you completely and thoroughly stressed out to do so, but you're addicted and you have to. What's going to happen tonight at 11? And then secondly, we want to help you anticipate cycles and trends in the world. So you can see the world is not random. It's not chaotic. It might feel scary, but it's actually, there's something unfolding. There's something going on. It's not just coming at you. As I've said, we are part of an ensouled universe where cycles are within cycles, and that points to there being a greater consciousness, a larger intelligence, something more awesome than we humans, even if we don't understand it. Yes, Elizabeth is mm-hmm. nodding her head. I'm nodding. I'm nodding. It's, <laughs> it's like, I don't know why astrology works. I have it the foggiest idea why it makes any sense at all, but I can tell you how it works, and I know that it does work, but I don't know why. then with the awareness that it works, even if we don't know why and how, although I have some thoughts about that, but that's for another time. It's our aim to get you, the listener, to go from anticipating trends, which we're going to help you to do. And then maybe if you choose to participate in them, because in my opinion, you are the media, you should be the media because you should be the ones deciding what is important and assigning meaning to what you see in these cycles. And that way your life doesn't end up just feeling like drudgery, manipulation, and then you die. (laughs) We believe that that last statement was brought to you by a very heavy planetary pattern that was exact this morning. Oh, which one? Could that be There was a we had a pattern this morning uh, between oh, that's true. the Mercury, which refers to how we need to think and communicate, and the planet Saturn, 
which represents one of the things it represents is controls and endings and, and in the way back in the day, you know, mortality itself. And so heavy thoughts. <laughs> well, and about. you know what? And Pl- Pluto is actually right now conjunct my Mercury, which is in <laughs> Capricorn where Mercury has just gone through and Mercury is now on top of Saturn. Yeah. So I'm heavy, right. I'm streamlined. And I am here to tell you the listener that I do think that you should be the media, not the corporate world and that as you start to understand your role in the patterns and the cycles that are taking place, you will start to feel more empowered. What you do with that power is up to you. I don't know, but maybe what you'll do is become more consciously connected to the world around you. And that's what we're here to help you with. So basically it's all about your agency. As my mentor used to say, astrology is a good thing to know about because when you understand the planetary cycles so that you can use them as guideposts, the more you invest your energy into catching the wave of the cycle, for example, you know, that is going to, that's going to facilitate your success in the world. So I'm not as much of a fatalist as, as other people who are astrologers. So well, I'm not a fatalist, but no, that reminds me, I should tell the audience, we should make sure the audience knows, and we'll get into this eventually, but right now I want to get us to the headlines. Yes. You're a modern psychological astrologer. I am very f- familiar with the way you view things and the way that you apply your tools, but I definitely go about it differently. I am a classical Hellenistic astrologer. So we use completely different systems different ethos, different perspectives on the philosophy of things. But I personally believe that that Elizabeth is a kick-butt astrologer. Okay, so last episode, we gave listeners an insight into... Shrodi, you need to hush. Last episode, we gave listeners an insight into what the U.S. blew. Sorry, my dog's barking, folks. But at least we're not broadcasting from a coat closet today. Now we have a a dog in the mix. (laughs) Yeah, well, the coat closet was kind of cozy, though. I like that that coat closet. Yeah, the audio was really good. It was. So what we do while I was in the coat closet, we gave you some insight into the U.S. Pluto return. If you've paid any attention to some of the kind of poppy media, you've heard about that. But um, if you want to go back and listen to a much more astronomical and grounded approach and, you know, a little bit more technical approach to understanding, that's episode one. Uh, However... We did. I want to recap something we said during episode one, which was that watch out for February 20th. We said that would be a big day and all the days surrounding it and then right after it. And who boy, I'm going to turn this over to you okay. now, Elizabeth. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to tie heaven and earth together here through the headlines. Well, this week, we have many patterns that are what we call exact, meaning that these, these, whatever these celestial bodies are up above us that we look at on paper, we see how they make contact. There's a lot of exact hits, direct hits, so to speak. It's the best way. The way you can think of of a hit is if anybody out here plays pool, when you, when you take the cue ball and you break and you, and the, 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 cue ball makes contact with the balls and they go all over the place and energy is expanded when they make this connection. And so we have a lot of that kind of energy, energetic potential to translate the stuff above with 
events here on earth and in your own personal life, if your personal horoscope is affected by these patterns, because it's not exact for everybody. Everybody is different. The third week of February, starting on February 20th, was tied to a pattern that was activated at the end of December, around New Year's Eve, that was then tied to another pattern that started at the beginning of December that directly affected the horoscope of the United States. So at the end of December, I was writing that I expected the United States would be dealing with issues of aggression, potential conflict, and we would be reading about it in the headlines. And what happened at the end of December, on December 31st, is that uh, President Biden and Putin took a phone call and they were talking, they were trying to talk things out. That was a notable, I think a first phone call. I don't know if it was the first, but it was significant and it made news. That will, That's what was going on at the end of December. And so looking ahead to the next contact, like when is the next bus going to arrive? The one way of looking at it. We could see that it was going to be activated on February 20th. So if you have that perspective and you, you have that, you, then when things happen and things blow up, which they did last week, you take comfort in that because it's like, okay, I expected this release and here it is. You're not thrown off balance. You're able to right. manage your expectations. Right. It takes all of the air out of the news that tells you, you know, you better keep watching us because you don't know the world's going to end tomorrow. I mean, that's kind of the the thrill and the adrenaline and the wrestling match of all time. Every time you turn on the news, you know, well, it's, you the, do- it's the stress of not knowing. You yeah, know, there's 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 the hype of, oh, my God, there's something happening. There's something happening. You have to watch the news. I mean, there's very few things that happen in the headlines that I'm shocked by. Right, exactly. Because I look at the patterns and see how they reflect this symbolic language and its potential. That being said, that's actually a good thing that you said that. So, so, you know, for listeners right now really is a tense time. So it is a good time to be paying attention to the news. And we're going to explain to you what the cycles are that are making this a tense time or that are pointing to how in our earthly existence, these are times that are tense. I want to say that we're not being driven to do things by the stars. It's not as though the stars are like, you know, hey, you stupid humans, we're going to make you do this. No, what we believe is, is that the stars actually reflect times that we are a part of. As I was saying before, there is a, there's something bigger going on and they're just giving us kind of like traffic signals to as to what to expect. So we're just here to say, hey, if you haven't ever learned these traffic signals before, let us help you understand them. And right now the traffic signals are indicating uh, some trouble on the road. <laughs> Trouble on the road in terms of a disruption, you know, a paradigm shift. So, but what, so should we be terrified that there's a paradigm shift? Everybody says they want change, but nobody really likes it. Many people don't really like, oh, change, it's scary. Well, it could go either way. The, plan, the planetary patterns is it, it's, there's an upside and a downside and I'm often reminded of this, I share this with my clients, you know, when, when a pattern is coming into their unique horoscope that 
scares them, like Saturn, for example, we were talking about Saturn earlier, how in the language of astrology was associated with death. Okay. So Saturn comes around and it's going to be active in your horoscope and Saturn is active in planetary cycles this week. As we said um, a few minutes ago, there is a pattern in involving Saturn, which is necessary control. That's, that could be, that could be, that's quite neutral. The idea of necessary yeah, gonna, control gonna, is a neutral thing. It's not death. We're going to die. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to say, I'm like, well, you know, just like, like, let's make sure that we don't scare the crap out of people and say like Saturn is always death. No, there are significations that go beyond just one thing. So you could say Saturn is, if, if we're going to look at um, the death of something, we would check out the condition of Saturn, or we would look to see if it was transiting a particular place in a chart, but it could also mean constriction or the depression ambition yeah structure that's advance. the advance like where would we saturn is represents the structure because we live in a because we happen to live in a material world in this 3d reality where we have to deal with gra literally gravity you know we, we're not floating around in the atmosphere and we have this construct that we call time which doesn't really exist outside of our planet. Who knows what it would be like if we left Earth? How would we experience time? But on this planet, we have this time and space and astrology is a language we can use to discuss human experience through space and time. So um, Saturn is the represents structure in the, because you have to have it in the physical world. If you mm -hmm. didn't have this heavy structuring energy, you'd be living out in a field under the stars with no roof over your head, which might appeal to many people, but it would not be practical in the way we live in our society. Let's get back to how that impacts the fact that we're telling people right now the road is a little bit serious. For Monday, I was telling my readers that we're starting with some very heavy thoughts because we see this pattern between Mercury, how we need to think and communicate. That's, what, that's one of the things Mercury symbolizes, also represents transit, transportation, commerce, and Saturn, which is the energy of structure and blockages and controls. So, it, so we would anticipate that this week, whereas last week, what I was telling readers was, People are going to be using a little bit of pixie dust, a little bit of illusion, a little bit of idealism in getting things done. So for example, we find out things, because we, we were talking a lot about what's going on in Ukraine with Russia, you find out, oh, you know, the Russian soldiers didn't know they were being sent into combat. They were told, you know, there were, there were, there were these little white lies. They were not told the full truth. But Putin was able to use these little white lies, pixie dust, to advance his agenda. So that's so he's doing something that is reflecting the potential of planetary patterns. Now the rest of the world is looking at what's going on in Ukraine, and and it's ideal. It's the ideals. Oh my God, no peace. You know, hope. Let's come together. We are all one. This attack on Ukraine is an attack on all of us. And so they're using pixie dust in a way to be visionary, to be hopeful, to gather people around an ideal. 
And as a result, you get the whole world coming together. You start this week, suddenly we have to get real because we have this heavy thought potential going on, gravitas, stuff is getting real. We're so we're seeing blocks. Yeah, so that's important to, to also describe is how long should we anticipate this heavier energy? Okay, so the, so we see the way the patterns work is you have, you know, the, we, you, you can see them coming, right? So when they start to come into your peripheral vision, you see them coming down the road. They, they start to generate action as they, until they make their exact, like they, until they arrive at the station. Maybe we'll use that metaphor. You know, you see, the, you see the train coming down the track and you have the potential for this developing heaviness, heavy thoughts, controls that are going to be placed on commerce, which have been all over the place over the first few days of this week. It's astonishing how the world has gotten together and, and is working to isolate Russia by blocking them. And then you also have this, you know, mile long, miles long convoy that the Russians are, you know, driving through Ukraine. You know, that's another example, a reflection of how they are using roads and blockages. It's the it, it, different manifestations of this particular pattern reflected in the news. So now the reality has set in. That pattern we will start to be seen in the rear view mirror. It's because already because the, the pattern has already perfected is what we would say. They've already the, come together. And then so we come in. So Mercury meets up with Saturn. All right. We are getting as heavy into our thoughts as we're going to get. We release that. What's coming up next? Well, what came up next was a new moon, which is a seed planting opportunity. And this new moon potential included some really intense well, patterns. We're in the new moon right now. We are in the new moon right now. So, so there's no light from the moon. Uh, there's no light from the moon because it's you, you so you, if you looked up in the sky, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see nothing. We're in the dark. Uh, things are hidden. We, we can't quite see what the agenda is going to be, but we can certainly feel the potential release of, of force that may be brutal that may be explosive, that may reflect a powerful transformation of values or sale that's been building for the past week. Because tonight we're talking, we're, we're on, it's Wednesday night. And so what, where we're going with this on Thursday, I'm getting to my notes so I don't make stuff up. Well, while you're doing that, let me just, let me reiterate what you're saying. The reason why the new moon could be, the way we look at it is having the potential to um, bring about these heavy explosive situations is because what the moon does is translate light. The moon is the fastest moving uh, body in the sky that we can see from earth. It's always changing. It's, it's always rotating. And so it is collecting light from other sources, the other planets. It's always collecting the light from the sun and it is reflecting it back to us. So remember, this is, this is literal because we're always talking about astronomy and we know our astronomy, but we're also talking archetypally and we're talking about things metaphorically. And if you are going to assign your life meaning, you have to have a grasp of the metaphors of things. You have to be able to have a poetry when you look at your life and the moon, it's both literal and poetic, but it's also real. It is taking the energies. It is taking the light that it has passed through. It has passed through 
this train station where Mercury and Saturn have gathered together and streamlined their thoughts and gotten very heavy about things because it happened in, let's say it happened in Aquarius, which is ruled by Saturn, but it is different than a Saturn ruled Capricorn. Capricorn, as we were talking about before, structure, the status quo. Aquarius, it still wants to create structure, but it wants to create structure from the perspective of what's different, what's new, what's innovative. And the moon has just come through all of this percolating kinds of powerful energy. And once when, when you involve Mercury, it's going to be new ways of thinking, new ways of communicating, new ways of getting from point A to point B. So that's why we're talking about the new moon having all of this potential of some kind is because it's coming through the energies that have already created a, a sort of force field. And it's, it's starting anew. I mean, it, it is the end of a cycle that this dance that it does with the sun, it's ending and start, it is reborn. It moves, it's moving faster because of where it is relative to the sun. The other thing about the moon, why it's so important in astrology. And also the one thing I want to say, yes, we do astronomy, but where our astronomy is a little different from astronomers because we are looking at the planets from our perspective on Earth. Yes, so important to remind, but we probably have to remind everyone who <laughs> listens to us every episode that we do know that the planets do not revolve around Earth, but we are talking about things from a geocentric perspective. But yeah, these planetary cycles and these, you know, the planets up in the sky, every civilization on Earth seems to have come up with some system for talking about these 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 planets above and the stars and they infused them through their own culture and experience with certain meaning so we have many different languages of astrology reflecting the consciousness and the evolution of the people who use it so off the charts actually came out of documental mapping the american states of mind and your work forecasting astrological events in the news but also it's home off the charts home is at and sold the journal of cultural astronomy. It's basically what you just said, all peoples, it's an anthropological study. All people have always had some kind of relationship to the sky. Mm -hmm. We just, oh, just seem to have less of one because we can't see it. There's so much yeah, electricity. We can't see it at night yeah. among other reasons, but anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you've got your notes there. So I'm going to finish the talk about the moon and then I'm going to talk about the patterns on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we will have covered, we've given everybody a lot of information for coping with, with how this week and, and the early part of next week, managing expectations. So what I want to say about the moon is that from our perspective on planet Earth, the sun and the moon are the same size, which is amazing when you think about it, because they are not the same size. The sun is ginormous, a bazillion yeah. miles away. The moon so is crazy. small and very close. But from our perspective and our experience the moon and sun are the same size. So this informs astrologers who love to say as above, so below, the planetary patterns above, for some reason, reflect life development on earth. We pay attention to that moon. We give it equal weight. 
the moon drives the bus. If you talk to an astrologer, that's my, you can quote me on that. If you talk to an astrologer about your own unique horoscope, hopefully she will, will help you understand in plain English, what your moon needs, you know, symbolically in your life, because when you fulfill that need of the moon, you're going to be happy. All right. But getting back to the, so we have a new moon. So we have a beginning. We're a little in the dark right now because the moon is not reflecting anything from the sun because it's a dark moon. So we have all this potential and it's a great time to do things that you hope will fly under the radar. And you can trust that many things are happening now behind closed doors that people don't want you to know about. This is a great time to take a little planning meeting under the radar. Literally and, and and metaphorically, I mean, yes, the, for what you're talking about, this is the time where you would do stuff like a clandestine event of some yeah. kind. But also if you're the military, this is it was D-Day happened during a new moon because right. we came ashore because getting, we knew they couldn't see us. I'm getting chills. Yep. OK, so so where does this go? What happens next? At 3.43 a.m., which will be Thursday morning ET, Eastern Time, Mars which refers to action, courage, aggression, warfare, assertion for better or for worse, meets up with Pluto. It perfects. That was the, 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 the word that Whitney used. That's the technical term. We will have a conjunction. They're a meeting of these two planets. So you take the energy of action and aggression and assertion and you meet it, put it up next to Pluto which represents extremes, power plays with a certain level of resistance is futile. So I'm watching what's going to be happening overnight uh, with, with, uh, with the world events that we have. There is um, history in, in my observation of watching these um, challenging patterns between Mars and Pluto. Um, they, they do reflect they often reflect explosive events. Mm -hmm. They're great if you're an athlete and you wanna run a mar marathon, there's a ton of energy available, but there's also that, you know, there is that potential for explosive energy. Yeah, and, and it may seem as though it comes out of nowhere. Ah, um, yes. You know, it may seem that it comes out of nowhere because, um, Pluto hides and Pluto is, is all about pulling up what's hidden anyway. And now we're here. We are in a new moon, which you were talking about planting seeds, which reminded mm -hmm. me too, that, you know, when we used to know about the natural world, we would know that the new moon was very, very much about beginnings and what is dark because that's when farmers, I don't know what industrial farming does, frankly, I don't know if they even use the moon, but Farmers use the new moon as the time for planting seeds. They don't plant seeds at a full moon because that is not the time to try something new. And, and eons and eons of being farmers has shown us that. But anyway, um, yep. so Pluto it will, will be the energy that brings things from the depths. And I also want to just throw this in here that we are not pulling out these um these, uh, we're not assigning meanings to these planets because we just thought that they sounded like good ideas. This is agreed upon archetypal assignments that go all the way back 3,500 3, years to Babylonia, but also has been codified throughout all of these anthropological associations that humans have had with the skies through observation. 
So mm-hmm. humans have observed. We have. You know, and, and, you know, and one other time, and another time we can talk about whether or not Pluto is a planet and all of that kind of stuff. But right now it is generally agreed upon that the, the archetypal symbology of Pluto is something hidden that suddenly explodes from the underworld. It's never anything hidden that you're happy to see. <laughs> it's really rare for that to be the case. It's usually something where it will surprise you. Now you can integrate it. It could turn out to be a very good thing, but in the moment you're just like, where the blank did that come from? And it'll be very powerful. Yeah. So we'll be very interesting to see that the headlines over overnight uh, in terms of combat and assertion and courage. And so then, and so then the next thing that happens uh, is that at 1256 PM on Thursday, Eastern time, Venus, which refers to who and what and how we need to love our values, our aesthetics, our, our social expression, how we conduct ourselves in relationship, what we value in relationship. This planet is at a, extreme, a very a key point in its developmental cycle um, because Venus, since December, it embarked on a journey of it was retrograde, meaning that it, that from our perspective here on Earth, it appeared to move backward in the sky. It did not actually do this, but it looks that way from Earth. So astrologers go, oh, that must mean something. It must. We have to make sense of this. So now is the time for us to review our values our finances, our relationships. And, and, you know, if you're Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, you might announce during a Venus retrograde that you're getting the divorce, but then as the pro as that cycle continues over the next six weeks, you might have a revision of your values and decide that you want to stay together, which is what happened. So that's an example on a, in a mundane line, you know, the general rules when Venus is retrograde is like, don't rush into marriage, don't rush into divorce, but it's a great time to review right. your, your relationships. So why is this important in the world events? It's important in the world events because Venus, as it traveled through this m- review period, was, was traveling along with this planet Pluto, which is a planet of extremes. And it relates, and Pluto is in, both of these planets are in Capricorn. So then astrologers, you know, we, we interpret what that means and we go, all right, we're going to see a big deal revision of values and money in with, particularly with respect to governments, big extreme finance, power and resources. So what has just happened in the past week reflecting the third and final meetup conjunction of Venus with Pluto, which is exact tomorrow. What is going on in the world? Oh, is this, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm trying to get this up because I don't want to talk forever here because no one, because that would be boring. You guys, you need to say something. I've had to keep the mic muted so that the dog would shut up and (laughs) for the dog to stop barking. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so so pop quiz here, huh? No, pop I can quiz, answer this. Know, you, you know what's going on. I do. Well, how have we seen this massive change in values in the world with respect to finance and governments? 
Well, how about everybody uh, stopping money to Russian oligarchs and to anyone who has anything to do with Putin, for the most part, even Switzerland, even Switzerland. Switzerland said, uh, yeah, you know, and, and you know, not just Switzerland, which I guess, you know, I actually think Switzerland feels like we better get some good PR going here because we are constantly in implicated in a lot of dirty money these days. And there's been a lot of great investigative journalism that has shown how they just don't care whose money they take, including sex traffickers. But also, I think it's I'm really curious about BP being um, so hard on Russia right now. BP and Shell is pulling out and the Nordstrom Stream Pipeline Company is considering filing, uh, you know, insolvency. And we have seen this profound transformation, a paradigm shift. That's how it's being described by pundits who write about this. And what's so cool about it is that that's how astrologers wrote about the potential of these times as well. This paradigm shift. This change in values where people and businesses and countries are willing to say, we are going to sacrifice these profits and these business dealings and this oil, which powers our nation, because there is something else that suddenly we realize has greater value. And you were saying this, you were one of the astrologers who was saying, hey, heads up, things are going to shift because there has been a paradigm change, which... Mm -hmm. I think we should get into that um, next time, actually. Yeah, I don't, we will. We'll, we'll, so, you know, heads up, folks. We'll tell you more about um, things called the great mutation and the great conjunction. And we'll talk about the, the paradigm shift that really is happening. Economists are talking about it and, and futurists are talking about it. But astrology has its perspective on it, too. And you can as well. So we'll get into that in the, in the um, future episodes, but anyway, yeah. So, so the values are changing and, and even I knowing this, I'm still surprised. I really couldn't believe that BP, (laughs) that BP was just like, okay, you know, maybe it would be in everybody's best interest if we didn't participate and get so cozy with, with Putin, but there are other things that are this, but we're we're seeing this unity, which is another thing that another thing, because Venus and Mars have been traveling together neck and neck for almost the whole month of February and now, and they're still going to be traveling together. And so when you have this, and it's, it's so rare that they're doing this. I can't remember the, I can't remember a time when they've been traveling so closely, you know, in the same sign. Yeah. And Mars having to be the one to catch up to Venus. That's also really unusual. Very unusual to have these two conjunctions, two meetups, first when Mars catches up, and then we're going to have another one on Sunday after Venus and Mars will have left this sign. We've been talking about Capricorn, which is all about, you know, the powers that be and corporate and governmental structures and the establishment. And, and, and they are going to change, they're actually going to exit their signs and, ch- and go into Aquarius on, I think it's, uh, where are my notes? Where are my notes? I'm sorry. It's going to happen notes. March 6th. March 6th. Thank you. That's Sunday. So they're going to do that in the morning. And what's fascinating is so, that, so Venus and Mars will meet up at the very beginning of a new sign, Aquarius, the element of air, the humanitarian, the revolutionary, this, the, the intellectual is moving out of earth with Capricorn as an earth sign. So into tangible things, into theory, intellectualization, innovation, networks, technology, friendship, 
very different expression. And what's interesting, we're not going to get into a lot of this now because we'll talk about it next time. But when Venus and Mars do meet up at the beginning of Aquarius, at zero degrees Aquarius, that is the degree, that is the point of this thing we mentioned called the great mutation, which represents this paradigm shift that started on December 21st, 2020. You would have heard, you might've heard about this in the mainstream media because it was, it was a noteworthy event. Jupiter and Saturn were together in the sky, really close to earth, super, super bright. Hadn't happened in hundreds of years, the most gorgeous thing, 800 years. And this was the beginning of a new 200 year era of development. And so this, the seeds that were planted on December 21st, 2020 are going to be activated on March 6th by Venus and Mars at the same point of that pattern. And just to make sure everybody understands what you mean by activated. What do I mean? back- yeah, well, you were you were talking about the yeah. breaking um, the billiard ball. So it just means basically that if you're looking, so let me put the train analogy aside. We'll go back to yeah. the billiard table. If you've broken the the um, rack of the balls and it's your turn to hit whatever's left on the billiard table, then what Elizabeth is saying is basically the place where Jupiter and Saturn were together on the table now is when Venus and Mars are going to come and hit that spot, and then yeah. the the energy of those balls are going to be shooting all over the place all over again. So we're going to see some kind of activation of whatever Jupiter and Saturn together represent in this new paradigm of things that are based on what is through the air rather than through earth. Mm-hmm. And then who, who controls the airwaves, who controls information <laughs> and data networks and your mind and how you think as opposed to physical, tangible goods power and resources that come from the earth, which is like, so oil, what, so is this the very, is this the first real trigger of that energy having Mars and Venus together at that point? Or have we had another trigger? I can't remember. Actually, I'm asking uh, because I'm not I, sure. This is the first time that Mars, which, Mars is the, yeah. which, which represents action and assertion. This is the first time that Mars has come around and, um, and the sun, obviously. I mean, there have been other, you know, there have been squares and oppositions and stuff, but this is the first time that Mars is occupying that same point. So it represents, so it, that starting point, that seed planting point. So, so um, anything else this week you want to bring up? The only thing I want to talk about is that there is a yet another pattern, which is significant and also reflects, it, it's reflecting why things are moving so fast. You know, you can compare these these months to the first four months of 2021, especially yeah. here in the United States, when you know Biden had been was inaugurated and it seemed like things were getting done at a rapid pace, and they were. And then at the end of April and going for the rest of the year, things felt like they were slowing down. And they were because planets were moving backwards and they were moving further away from the sun and their speed was decreasing. This is an astronomical fact. They were not moving backwards though. That just was perceived. Okay. But this year, February, March, especially March and April, we don't have any retrograde planets. We have planets that are moving forward and fast. 
And we see that reflected in how quickly things are happening right now. So that pace is likely to continue until we get to the end of April and things are going to start to slow down because things will start moving backwards and blah, blah, blah. But right now, I mean, to me, it's just like, wow, this is so amazing. We have this rush of activity, which is what I thought was going to happen. And this is what I was telling my readers in the mm-hmm. summer, people are like, when are things going to happen? And I'm like, wait until February. So the one pattern we want to talk about before we close for the week is on Saturday uh, and it's building now the planet Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. It's the king of the gods. It, it uh, you know, it's exuberant and considered to be a fortunate planet. But basically, when you think about Jupiter, you just think of it's big for better or for worse. You do not want Jupiter in a picture when you're going in to look at your tumor. Okay, you do, you do not want big energy involved in, in something that is toxic. But Jupiter right. is big for better or for worse. And Jupiter right now is in Pisces. Jupiter was in Pisces briefly at the end of May last year. Jupiter in very happy in Pisces. Pisces doesn't want any boundaries or controls. It just wants to, it needs to just go with the flow. And one of the most interesting things that happened at the end of May is that was the first time the COVID restrictions last year, last year. Oh, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. The White House was was scrambling to keep up with the CDC. The CDC was, you know, they must have an astrologer on staff. (laughs) And then that person went out and said, oh, look, Jupiter just went into Pisces. Psych, no masks. And then the White House was going, what do you mean no masks? (laughs) But yeah, the ones in charge of the policies or the ones who actually were were informing federal policy had that vibe that it was time for everyone to get back together and to hug again and to be close again. And they they dropped the mask mandate. It was time to to relax like control to the minute to the minute i'm telling you guys to the minute within like hours of this planetary shift this is why astrology is so amazing so jupiter hung out in pisces for i don't know a month or two i can't remember then it went retrograde appears to mm-hmm. move backwards in the sky and it went into the sign aquarius where it where where it went back in where it had to be more controlled because that's it what actually Jupiter that was is. that was the end of July I remember that because yeah. I remember some wise guy at the swimming pool asking me hey astrologer lady when are we gonna yeah. <laughs> when are we gonna have to put masks back on and I said oh you're so funny tomorrow tomorrow exactly and, and that's what tomorrow. happened <laughs> okay so now so now so then Jupiter did that thing and now it really is in Aquarius full speed I mean excuse me in Pisces now full speed ahead and so we've we've seen through other activated patterns the sun is the sun is moving into a meetup with Jupiter and this week has been quite interesting as we've seen more and more mask controls and mandates dropping reflecting reflecting the the way Jupiter in Pisces functions. Okay. No boundaries. We are relaxed. We go with the flow. You now have to decide for yourself if you're going to put on a mask or not. Right. Ooh. Yeah. And here comes after Pisces, Jupiter's going to go into Aries and Aries is very individual and um, boy, that'll be interesting there. That'll, and we haven't had Jupiter in Aries since 2010. 
Yeah, I was just going to say when was the last time? Yeah, so Jupiter has not been in Aries during any of the pandemic. So it'll be really interesting to see how Jupiter carries that um, lovey huggy. There are no boundaries. Isn't it great that we can see each other again? There are no more mask mandates forward when suddenly it gets into the realm of the aggressive well, I won't, I won't say aggressive, but assertive me, me, me energy, pioneering energy. Don't put any constrictions on me because I love how you say this. An Aries person would rather fall down the stairs than walk down the stairs because it's faster. <laughs> it is. And my favorite, favorite actual historical fact supporting this is that Justin Trudeau has yeah. moon in Aries. <laughs> And, and there is a, and there is a video of him on YouTube, which I've of him falling down the stairs deliberately. And it is just perfect because that is what moon and Aries does. It, it, it falls downstairs because it's faster than walking. And he's so there you have it. So um, one way that we might anticipate that playing out would be a return to um, the uh, maybe we'll see more truckers again, you know, even though I don't know if they were really upset about the mass, I'm not sure about that, but we may see more truck convoys again that say, you know, we're here because we don't want to be told to put masks on, but you'll see a resurgence oh, yeah. of this. Don't tell me what to yeah. do. Let's wrap up the sun Jupiter because so the sun, which is life force and leaders and the heart and spine makes its annual meetup conjunction with Jupiter this year it's in Pisces. So we are going to be feeling a lot about our big glorious leaders because Pisces is about empathy and unity and potentially victimization and potentially soulful and potentially the most amazing philanthropist you ever met. Uh, Jupiter is likely to expand all of these matters and all things that it represents, Jupiter refers to the heart, Jupiter, uh, excuse me, uh, the sun refers to the heart, but Jupiter refers to horses and uh, education and philosophy and law. So we can look for big news in those matters. It also relates to insulin and liver. We might get some news over the weekend about some medical expansion well, thing. We, we did last night in the State of the Union. They, he did, did mention that oh, he wanted- insulin. Yeah, yes. insulin. He wanted to put insulin. a cap on the cost of that. Okay, there you go. There you go. Okay, so so that so there that was. Um, anyway, so we have that on Saturday. And if we didn't have all these other things going on with the Mars and the Pluto and the Venus and the Pluto, we would be looking at Jupiter and Pisces conjunct the sun and going, this is going to be the luckiest day. This is boundless fortune because Jupiter can do that when it's conjunct. Hey, buy lottery tickets. I would buy, yeah, I think you could buy a couple lottery tickets. And if you had, you know, if, if this sun Jupiter conjunction was active, if it made contact with any planets in your horoscope, you might have a, a greater chance of actually winning a few bucks, but you'd have to know your horoscope. And if you don't know your horoscope, then you make an appointment with an astrologer so she can explain it to you. Well, you could make an appointment with one of us. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's what I said. We, she, right. Exactly. Anyway, we'll explain I, I just, to you. I'm right. going to, I'm going to throw this out there. If you, um, you have no idea whether or not you should go out and buy lottery tickets because you don't know, but fine, whatever. I would suspect, however, there's going to be a lottery winner that we'll hear about this weekend when the sun and Jupiter are together. We will hear some news about a big, a big uh, a lottery big winner. Or at least mm-hmm. a big jackpot. If somebody doesn't win it, mm-hmm. there will be, at least there will be a big pile of money to be aw- yeah. awarded. Okay. We have that Venus-Mars conjunction. I want to say one more thing about that. That particular meetup 
We'll see what happens. We'll make contact with planets in the horoscopes of Presidents Biden and Zelensky and many in the royal family. So we're not psychics, so we don't know what's going to happen. But we could anticipate that these people may make news involving themes of action, courage, provocation, assertion, because they are personally affected by this planetary pattern on Sunday. Fantastic. Thank you, Elizabeth. Hey, did we cover everything? I think we did. I don't know. First, oh, you know, I want to say one thing. I want to say one, one last thing. I want to talk about Chris Flisher. Because oh, yeah. when you, you and I were exchanging emails about the astrologer Chris Flisher uh, at the beginning of February. And it was very interesting that you reached out and said, we've got to do this podcast. We need to get this off the ground. We can't wait anymore. And that was the week that he uh, passed, he away, passed away on yeah, February and he- 3rd. And I'm, 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 I want to just say something. I mean, I, I, we both owe Chris. He was mm-hmm. an astrologer who had a radio show, uh, an internet radio show for years and years and years called Turning of the Wheel. And yeah. all of the episodes are, are still up there. And the way Whitney and I connected is because Chris invited me to be a guest on his show and Whitney heard me talk. And so we became friends ever since. Um, so I just want to thank Chris Flisher as I'm getting the chill wherever you are, mm-hmm. that your work is being continued by two people who would never have met if it hadn't <laughs> been for you. And Chris was an Aries who was born to get things started and he has, and he mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chris. And it, it, you, was, Chris. it was, he was, you know, he was taken young, fr- frankly. Yes. I mean, he was, he was older than, than either of us, but, but he was, you know, he's still, he was so vibrant and so, um, Kind. Did you just hear? Did you just hear? Yeah. That wasn't a coincidence. Did you just hear the I am fling like the little harp in the background? The angelic yeah, harp. That wasn't a coincidence. Okay. So if we believe in disembodied <laughs> entities, which we do. Hi, Chris. Thanks for dropping into our show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. This is fun. And we also really appreciate all of the feedback. I just want to tell you that. I knew this was going to hit it off with uh, with my readers and listeners, and and Elizabeth was pretty confident her audience was going to like it. But we've had at least five hundred of you tuning in, and that's just with one week or one episode. So keep tuning in. Please tell other people about it. Give us good reviews, or just give us reviews. You know, whatever. Just tell us what you think. Be nice. Somebody was really encouraging, and then only gave us one star, and we were bummed because that person said you have great potential. And then we were like, well, then give us more than one star. Well, but that person <laughs> also said. That person also said, I have some ideas. Well, person who left us one star and said that we have great potential. We would like to hear from you. We would like to hear your ideas. Yeah, we welcome welcome feedback. Send us your questions and your notes. We'll take them all under advisement with gratitude. Yeah, we we, no, we really are happy and and grateful for all of the attention and and, um, excellent feedback that we've been getting. So that's it for this week. We are still currently bi-weekly, but we did get a lot of people saying, we want you to do this every week. So, you know, there's the really good chance that we're just going to do this weekly. We're still... um, 
getting it together. We're looking for a producer, all that kind of stuff. But we are here and you are there and the stars are bringing us together. So thank you very much. And you know what? Look up. Look up. 